Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Exurgat Deus disipentur de nemici eius, et fugiancio derunteum a facia eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let all those who hate him flee from before his face. <clears throat> we are living in a great time. <clears throat> and I know it's hard to see that. I really do. But our Lord has just given us an opportunity to convert Protestants. To bring them back to the one true faith. And it's really hard to see I mean, for the most part, I'd imagine it's hard to see. But let me give you an example. A recent papal statement, Desiderio Desideravi, is teaching heresy. Flat out, unadulterated, condemned heresy. And since it's a papal encyclical, since it came from the hand of the Pope himself, we now actually have an opportunity to convert Protestants. Because one of the Protestant tropes about Catholics is that we believe that the Pope is an oracle of God. And to be sure, when he's doing his job properly, that's, much, that's a much easier case to make. But when you have a Pope who is teaching outright heresy... It becomes very obvious, very quickly, that faithful Catholics, faithful Catholics, don't worship the Pope. We don't follow the Pope as, if, as though he were God. He's the head of the church, to be sure, on earth. But the head of the mystical body of Christ, which is the church, is Christ not the Pope. The Pope's not even the neck. The neck of the mystical body is Mary. She's not the head. She's the mother. 
She's the Blessed Virgin. But she's not God. She's bride to the Holy Spirit, mother to the Son of God, and daughter of the Father Almighty. But she is not God. Catholics know this. We understand it. We know that there's a lot of stuff that's kind of mystical about it, obviously. We know that Mary is 100% human. There's no part of her that is God except for the soul that was breathed into her that is the same essence as the soul's in all of us, created in his image and likeness. But she's not God. She's the best of us. She's the best of mankind, but she's not God. Christ is God. The Holy Spirit is God. The Father is God. <clears throat> she is simply the greatest human being ever to live. She is the daughter that the father loved so much that he would choose her to become mother to his son himself. <clears throat> and how you fit that whole thing in the grand scheme, it is a mystery. It is complex. But in the same way that the mother is not God, neither is the Pope God. The Pope is the steward. The best comparison would probably be that the Pope is, oh, what's his name? Goodness gracious. <clears throat> the one dude, the steward of Gondor. I can't remember his name. Why is it right when I was going to say his name? <clears throat> He's the steward. He's not the king. And when the steward fails to do his job, he may physically still hold his office, but it is up to every faithful Catholic to resist, to rebuke, and that is being proven by the bishops, the priests, and scholars who issued the statement talking about the fact that what he's teaching in Desiderio Desideravi, the, the recent papal encyclical, is already condemned. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defende nos in proelio, contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli esto praesidium. Imperetili Deus, supplegas de precamor, tuque princeps militae caelestis, satanam aliosque spiritus malignos que ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute in infernum nitrude. Amen. Cor Jesus Sacratissimum, miserere nobis, mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Sancti Joseph, ora pro nobis. Beatis Carolus et Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende facem tuum et salvi erimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. I want to give a hat tip to LifeSite News because they've got a blog up entitled Bishops, Priests, and Scholars Correct Pope Francis' Statement on Holy Communion. 
from the article. A recent papal statement seems to open the door to Holy Communion for pro-abort politicians such as Nancy Pelosi. Four bishops, several priests, and numerous Catholic scholars have signed a statement rebuking Pope Francis for a recent statement about the reception of Holy Communion, according to which, quote, everyone is invited to the supper of the wedding of the Lamb. To be admitted to the feast, all that is required is the wedding garment of faith which comes from hearing of his word. Close quote. Now, my initial response when I heard this was, what are we, Protestant? The Pope wrote these words in his June 29th, oh, excuse me, it wasn't an encyclical, it was an apostolic letter on the liturgy. Desiderio desideravi. But for the signatories of this new statement, he omitted the essential topic of repentance for sin for the worthy reception of the Eucharist. Therefore, the papal words about the garment of faith as the only requirement for the reception of Holy Communion contradict the faith of the Catholic Church, as the authors wrote. They explained, quote, The Catholic Church has always taught that in order to receive the Holy Eucharist worthily and without sin, Catholics must receive sacramental absolution, if possible, for any mortal sins they may have committed, and obey all other laws of the Church concerning the reception of the Eucharist, as, for example, the laws concerning fasting prior to the reception of the Eucharist. If sacramental confession is not possible, but the reception of Holy Communion urgent, such as for the priest celebrating Mass, the sacrament of penance has to be sought as soon as possible afterwards, and the penitent must have perfect contrition for his mortal sins. By extensively quoting from the Council of Trent's documents, the signatories also make it clear that such teachings as presented in Pope Francis's document have already been condemned as heresy. The claim, they write, that the faith, that faith is the only requirement for worthy reception of the Holy Eucharist was condemned by the Council of Trent as a heresy. Close quote. This false teaching might become more important now at this historic moment. Only in May, a U.S. bishop, Archbishop Salvatore Cordelione, publicly banned Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House of Representatives, from receiving Holy Communion because she is defying the Church's teaching against abortion. A Catholic legislator, he then wrote, who supports procured abortion after knowing the teaching of the church commits a manifestly grave sin, which is a cause of most serious scandal to others. It nearly looks as if Pope Francis's June 2022 document is a response to that diocesan ruling, now stating that faith alone is sufficient for receiving Holy Communion. As the statement points out, quote, on the day that Desiderio Desideravi was issued, Pope Francis received in audience Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives. And on that day, she received Holy Communion at a papal mass in St. Peter's, over which the Pope Francis presided, thereby causing scandal to Catholics over all the world. In the statement's words, the text continues, when asked about her illegal reception of communion, Pope Francis expressed no disapproval of it. Instead, he responded by saying, quote, When the church loses its pastoral nature, when a bishop loses his pastoral nature, it causes a political problem. That's all I can say. Close quote. This response rebukes Archbishop Cordelione for his justified application of Canon 915. Among the signatories of this new statement are Bishop Joseph Strickland, Bishop Andre Gracida, Bishop Athanasius Schneider, Bishop Robert Mutzertz, Father Gerald E. Murray, Father James Altman, Father John Lovell, and several other priests, along with the well-known academic teachers, such as Professor Claudio Periantoni, 
Dr. John Lamont, Dr. Peter Kwasniewski, Professor Anna Silvas, Dr. Anthony Asselin, Professor John Rist, and Professor Paolo Pascolucci. Among Catholic scholars can be found Julia Maloney and George Newmayer. Lifestyle's John Henry Weston and Liz Yore also signed the document. The new statement by clergymen and scholars also refers back to the Code of Canon Law, especially Canon 915 and more, which lays down the same rules about the worthy reception of Holy Communion as presented above. The signatories state, The purpose of these canons is to prevent grave sin on the part of the person unworthily receiving the Eucharist, to prevent scandal, and to prevent the desecration of the sacrament by such unworthy reception. These canons are still in force. They cannot be validly repealed because their content expresses the divine law concerning the Eucharist that is taught in holy scriptures and sacred tradition. In a sense, one can see this new statement by Pope Francis on faith being the only condition for receiving Holy Communion as a linchpin and a summary statement of his pontificate. Early on, from 2014, he promoted the idea of giving Holy Communion to repentant, to unrepentant, remarried, divorcees. Then he opened up the idea of Protestants following their own conscience when deciding to receive Holy Communion. In addition, the Pope has been encouraging pro-abortion Catholics to receive Holy Communion and even called pro-LGBT advocate Father James Martin S.J. as a Vatican counselor. In all of these cases, the Pope allows Catholics to receive Holy Communion who are objectively violating the Church's laws and teachings, thus promoting moral relativism. LifeSide asked Professor Claudio Periantoni, one of the signatories of this new statement, to comment on the papal words in light of the above-mentioned case of Nancy Pelosi. He wrote, We have thought necessary to issue this statement because this error can lead to great scandal like that of admitting communion to politicians who publicly approve of abortion or even promote it directly with their actions. This is precisely what has been happening recently in the United States after the ruling of the Supreme Court that overturned the infamous Roe v. Wade. When, the pres when President Biden and Speaker Pelosi, both supposedly Catholic, openly supported the campaign in, in favor of restoring the quote-unquote right to abortion all over the country. The Pope not only omitted to rebuke Biden and Pelosi for this scandalous stance, not only omitted to support those bishops who did implement canonical censures against such politicians, but went to the extreme of criticizing those bishops, though, making, though take, uh, mentioning no names, arguing that such censures, like excommunication, are not pastoral and cause political problems. Now, this papal document, Desiderio Desideravi, affirming that the garment of faith is all that is required to be admitted to the Eucharistic banquet, seems to provide a theological justification for this attitude, which could have been thought to be simply the result of political opportunism. This scandal had, moreover, a striking confirmation through the coincidence that Nancy Pelosi received Holy Communion in St. Peter's Basilica on the Feast of Saints Peter and Paul, on the very same day in which Desiderio Desideravi was published. Such an attitude on the part of the Pope is, of course, the opposite of true pastorality, since the first duty of a spiritual pastor is to warn the sinner, and particularly the public sinner, not only for the seriousness of his fault, but the immense damage that is caused to millions of Catholics who are thereby deceived and led to think that this can be an acceptable and orthodox behavior. Now, they go on, and there's a full statement, and this, that, and the other, and there's a long thing about the teaching of the Catholic faith on the reception of the Holy Eucharist. And when I first listened to the article, because he does this, uh, he does, you know, an audio podcast and a video podcast. When I first listened to it on the John Henry Weston show, I 
was shocked. I was appalled. I really didn't know what to make of it. It was stunning. Because I was unaware. I didn't read Desiderio Desideravi. I don't have time. I work for a living. I'm trying to push an airplane out of my hangar in the next 50 days to get it back in service. I've got people I'm responsible for trying to get this job done. I've got responsibilities. I don't have the time or the energy to try and follow every jot and tittle that comes from the print of the Vatican. So it was, I was a little delayed in finding out. And if you're just finding out from me, well then, at least I'm not the last to know. But I was pretty close to it. I didn't read Desiderio Desideravi. It's weird because they they have Latin titles, but you never get them in Latin. It's disconcerting to say the least. But as I was sitting in my car, ruminating over it, I realized this is a grace. The biggest accusation, the stupidest accusation that Protestants make about Catholics is that we somehow worship the Pope. And now, for the first time in a thousand years, we have an opportunity to prove that's not true because we have a heretic. We have a heretic in the office, a public, formal heretic in the office. Does the church need to make, do the, do the College of Cardinals need to get together and make this declaration? Do we have to put the guy on trial? No, because there is no one in the Catholic church who is more public than the Pope. And a public manifestation of heresy, such as an apostolic letter saying, quote, the world still does not know it, but everyone is invited to the supper of the wedding of the Lamb. To be admitted to the feast, all that is required is the wedding garment of faith, which comes from the hearing of his word. In its original language, il mondo ancora non, so, non lo sa, ma tutti sono invitati al banchetto de nozze de ang angelo. Per, acer, per accedervi occorre solo l'abito nuziale della fede che viene dall'ascolto della sua parola. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Direct quotes from the letter. The natural meaning of these words is that the only requirement for a Catholic to worthily receive the Holy Eucharist is possession of the virtue of faith, by which one believes Christian teaching on the grounds of its being divinely revealed. We are not Protestants. It's not sola fide. It's not sola scriptura. It's the magisterium, the eternal magisterium. It's sacred scripture. It's divine revelation from God himself. Scripture, tradition, and the magisterium. Three parts to make the whole. Sacred scripture, sacred tradition, and the magisterium. And nothing about the magisterium can contradict anything that was previously known to be absolutely, infallibly, irrevocably true. So this toilet paper that just issued from the Pope's pen is simply that, toilet paper. It is condemned heresy. It has been condemned heresy for 500 years. You want to know why I'm a Catholic? It's because everything's already been settled. And the details, as they settle, are simply that, details. To be Catholic, you just have to follow the church. It's easy. The teachings are there. The desert fathers, the doctors, the, eng- <laughs> the saints... Theologians throughout history, sacred scripture, sacred tradition, the Holy Mass, and the creeds. That's all you need. That's it. It's not changing. It's not like wokeness where today it's this and tomorrow it's that. 
If you can never be Catholic enough, it's because you can't change yourself to that which is unchanging. You don't have to worry about waking up tomorrow and finding all the rules different. They were set thousands of years ago. They've been expanded on and explained, but they have never been changed. They can't. The world turns and the cross stays put. So when the Pope comes out and says the crap that he's been spewing, I don't have to follow it. Desiderio desideravi is garbage. I know it. You know it. Any faithful Catholic knows it. So what does that mean? Does that mean that this pontificate is garbage? Well, it certainly means that the rule of Pope Francis definitely comes into question because he has just put out patent, abject, condemned heresy. I don't have to check it. It's not even me making the judgment. I have the archive, and one of these days I'll go through and I'll repost the archive. I'll probably actually, I don't know, i got to find some way to put it. I have to find some way to put it on the website that doesn't involve me having to download it, recode it, upload it, and do that whole crap. I just need to manage to put it up there. But I have gone through all of the documents and the decrees of the Council of Trent. I've been through them all. This isn't my judgment. I don't have a say in the matter. The idea that everyone is invited to the supper of the lamb, to the supper of the wedding of the lamb, and that to be admitted to the feast, all that is required is the garment of faith, which comes from the hearing of his word, that's heresy. It was condemned. I read on this very podcast that if anyone says that you can be saved by faith alone, let him be anathema. They're in English. You can read it yourself. They're easy to find. Anyone, any person who can read can read it for themselves and see the words on their own. And even if you can't see the and if you, even if you can't see the words to read, you can certainly have someone just read the words to you. And you can hear the statement from the council fathers themselves. So I want to thank the Holy Father and Satan both because I knew eventually this day would come when the Pope would go too far, when he would do something that was blatantly heretical, that was blatantly untrue. Because he was skirting for so very long. He was skirting. But with Desiderio Desideravi, he crossed the line. And now I don't have to make the judgment. The Council of Trent has already judged. This is heresy. And so long as he doesn't recall this and repeal it, he 
is a heretic. Period. Not my judgment. It's already been made. And if the Pope, who's holding the office today, is a heretic, we can rebuke him. We can resist him. And more importantly, we can ignore him. And we'll leave it for the bishops and the priests to catch up with the fact that they are about to be, they are either for Christ or against Christ. They are either for his church or against his church. This is heresy. And every bishop who's made aware of these statements must know that at some point they're going to be called to account for their silence in the wake of this. It's the greatest gift we could have been given. Hands down, it's the greatest gift we could have been given. <laughs> Truly, it's the greatest gift we could have been given. The pain of this pontificate is now largely over. Now, we just have to act. Now, we can proclaim the truth. We can proclaim the truth, even to the orthos, you're going to be like, well, we don't have this problem because we don't have a pope. Yes, but you guys are heretics in a whole bunch of other ways. Heretics in a whole bunch of other ways. In ways that were condemned by the first seven councils. I don't know each and every little way. I'm not an orthodox, I'm not orthodox, I'm Catholic. You can figure it out on your own. But in the Catholic Church, in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, when the Pope becomes a heretic, we ain't got to listen to him anymore. When he's a manifest public heretic, we don't have to listen to him anymore. Now he can convert and he can repent. And when he does, we got to listen to him again, assuming he doesn't go back and fall into heresy again. Assuming he decides to step away from all that gray area teaching that he likes to do. And if he likes, you know, all that hum that anthropocentric garbage that he likes talking about. Because this right here, this right here, means he doesn't believe in the Catholic faith. Means that we can now question actively his teaching about our common home. We can now question actively Fratelli Tutti. We can now question actively Laudato Si. We can now question actively Amoris Laetitia. We can now actually look and say, look, you just spewed this crap over here, so how do we know that that crap is not exactly that crap? This is feces. This is vomit. This is bile and excrement. Now, in the light of this, what about all that other crap? This right here we know is poison. Was this in your mind when you taught all of that? And if it was, then all of that is now crap. I don't have to spend time putting the words through a colander, trying to strain out the garbage and keep only the truth. I don't have to worry about that anymore.
because this is manifest heresy. This proves that if the Pope is believes this and he's teaching this, he is not Catholic. And it's time to call a conclave. With cardinals, he did not appoint. It's now time to call a conclave with everyone except all of his people. There might only be 20 cardinals that he didn't left, that he didn't appoint. But those are the ones who now have the choice of the new pope. Because this, this calls into question their appointments. This calls into question every teaching. This calls into question his entire pontificate. The rest of it is over. We're done. So-called Cardinal McElroy, newsflash, boss, the Pope's a heretic. The man who appointed you is a heretic, which means his appointment is not valid. And there's a long list of others who are not valid cardinals. Because he himself has just come out and become a manifest public heretic. This isn't, there's no more gray area ambiguity. This is condemned. Now, the Catholic Church gets to act like the Catholic Church. And that, that's what I'm talking about. We were given a great gift on June 29th, 2022 on the feasts, on the feast of Saints Peter and Paul. Gloria tibi Domine. To God be the glory. This is the gospel of Christ. <laughs> to God be the glory. That is trash. That statement, the world still does not know it, but everyone is invited to the supper of the wedding of the Lamb. To be admitted to the feast, all that is required is the wedding garment of faith, which comes from the hearing of his word. Blah! Heresy. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And thank you, Lucifer, because this is your fault. You were the one, you were the one who inspired that crap to come out of his pen. Well, now you did it. And we can reclaim. <laughs> we can reclaim the faith. We can preach the faith. And Francis can stand in the way all he wants. His words mean nothing now. And all of you said is, we're like, well, you waited for this? Yes, I waited for this. Do you notice the bar that was placed? Do you notice the standard of measure came from the Council of Trent? Did you notice that this is blatant? This isn't like, oh, well, he was doing this, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, you could kind of see this and that. There is no explaining this away. This was condemned. And his actions further it. You cannot say the same to this degree about Benedict XVI. You cannot say the same to this degree of Pope John Paul II of holy memory. You cannot say the same to this degree of John Paul I or Paul VI or John XXIII or Pius the Twelfth, you cannot say the same 
In fact, we don't even have proof that you could say the same of Pope Honorius I. We don't even have that evidence. But we do here. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.